um, it's it's kind of time to spread our wings a little bit and uh, look at other forms of instruments as well. So I hope you enjoy the very, very, very slightly new direction uh, we're going with the show. Um, and uh, yeah, give me some feedback if you like on the Facebook group, uh, which has had the name changed under it as well. Um, just let us know what you're thinking. Okay, bye. Been away for a few days. All right, been away for a few weeks. Um, quite a lot's been happening. The common sense part of my nature kind of eluded me. I went running, went and hid under the bed for a little while. Um, so I've spent the last last few weeks really just um, kind of organising a, a new a new little side business, um, a new online business. Uh, and in the process, um, basically doubled my uh, doubled my workload. Um, what I decided to do was start up a, a six-string electric guitar business. Really, um, so I've still got um, Birdwood Cigarbox guitars, and um, and that's cracking on. Uh, it's uh, it's going great guns. Uh, we got orders coming in, uh, got orders going out, and um, we're just trying to knuckle down and prepare for the uh, the Christmas and post Christmas kind of kind of rush as you know as as such. I mean, we're not talking Fender or Gibson output, but uh, you know it's busy enough for a one man operation. Um, in the bowels of the uh, of the earth under the house, but um, yeah, it's been a busy month. So the first thing I need to do is uh, is apologise for not putting out uh, a podcast in the meantime. Having said that, uh, I've I've actually done two podcasts in the meantime, but I've the first one was lost. Because I changed phones, I uh, I got an upgrade because my Apple Six was starting to go a bit wonky, and I thought, well, my plan was actually going to be about ten dollars cheaper a month if I went to the uh, to the iPhone Seven. So I did it, and I'm pretty happy with it. It's uh, it's a good phone. Sorry for those people who don't like Apple, but. A bit of an Apple guy. Anyway, don't hold that against me. I still have quite a few Windows devices. Anywho. Um, yeah, so it's it, it's been it's been busy to say the least. Um, the second interview that I not interview, the second podcast that I that I did I decided to scrap. For a couple of reasons, and this is the this is the third incarnation of it. Um, now, there's two topics that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, as I've mentioned, sorry, I digress. As I mentioned uh, before, I've um, I will be doing more interviews, but interviews starting to get a little bit crazy. 
and we're starting to kind of get away from a little bit of the original idea of the podcast, which was kind of for me to share my experiences um, of building Roots Instruments. And um, (laughs) I suppose it was kind of more a case of, of sharing the mistakes that I've made with uh, with people who are also learning to build cigar box guitars and other roots instruments. Um, I've kind of taken to, uh, to, to building these instruments um, rather fanatically, <laughs> maybe to say the least. It's kind of taken over aspects of my life um, you know, that... Um, it's become a very important part of my life, I think, the, the creative outlet. It's, it's it allowed me to create. Um, and it's also allowed me to sell, which I quite, I quite enjoy after a period of time out of the rag trade, which is, you know, fashion retail. Um, I've been out of it now for 10 years. Uh, I've been pretty much teaching for probably the last probably the last eight years I've been teaching. So, because uh, I went to uni a bit late, I went to uni when I was thirty-four, I want to say, uh, to to do teaching. Um, and I, as listen, you listeners have known, I kind of got into this got into guitar building probably about six years ago now so um, and I started um, I started actually building electric guitars Um, the first guitar that I built took me a year to build and I built it basically out of a book Um, it didn't it didn't turn out uh, (laughs) the same as the book because the book um, it's a Melvin Hislock book, I think, off the top of my head. Um, it's one of the books I did uh, as a uh, in, in an earlier podcast. I think it might have been episode 25, like my favourite books. Um, so if you haven't heard that one, there's some really good books in that um, set of books that I actually read out uh, for guitar building and etc. Um, but I started out building, you know, building uh, electric guitar. And I love that. And actually... Considering the only tools that I was using were um, a, a no, pretty much a normal saw, um, uh, sandpaper, some rasps, um, I did have a router, my father-in-law gave me a Makita router, which I'm, I've still got to this day, it's sitting underneath the router table and uh, fingers crossed it's going great guns. And um, and that was almost it, apart from the normal things like screwdrivers. But basically, I'd never really done anything with wood before. And the simple fact that it worked, you know, and I had to make my own, um, I had to make my own jigs. I had to make my own um, templates. And, uh, and it worked, and I've still got the body there, and I've still got the neck. Uh, the neck's in a rather nasty state of disrepair. 
but um, you know, if I get time one day, maybe I'll, I'll you know, put the beast back together, refinish it. The finishing on it was horrible. It was, you know, fire engine red uh, can of spray paint and undercoat, and it was lumpy and bumpy. And I didn't use wood filler, and I basically used um, uh, an old. Uh, I think it was an old pine sleeper or a roof batten or something like that, you know, to build the body. Uh, but it worked, you know. And um, the first time I used it, it didn't work. First time I used it, I was thinking, why can't this thing stay in tune? Why won't it stay in tune? It's in tune up here at the nut. Uh, no. Well, it was half an inch out. I, I put the bridge in the wrong place. So this is all part of the learning you know, the learning experience of, oh, 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 scale length, ah, um, yeah, so I'd actually put the bridge in the wrong spot, which was okay, because it was uh, a, a, a flush-bounded um, Strat-style bridge, so, and it was, the strings weren't string through, so it wasn't a, a string-through design. Um, or was it? It might have been, actually. Hang on, coming back to it. I'm just trying to think of it now. It might have been a string-through. and I just, But I had the, um, the bridge that would also uh, mount the strings through the rear. Anyway. So I started off building electric guitars. And I've always loved electric guitars. I've been playing very crappy electric guitar for I think since I was 17 so 30 years now well or right, 29 years I keep adding years to my age I'm 46 and I'm proud of it um, those of you who are my age understand um, so and then I stumbled across as I've said before the cigar box guitars and they just kind of went wow I love this and on the internet and jumping onto the internet and and uh, in the meantime I kind of built a, a, an electric guitar I finished building the electric guitar which sold to uh, a very nice local bloke around where I live up in the Blue Mountains um, I was really happy with it the second guitar was great uh, it was a laminated neck um, but in the meantime man I've just I'm soaking up information from left, right, and centre of of, um, of building electric guitars, and they're not taking over, but they're certainly uh, they're they're more prevalent again in my life, which I'm really happy about because I basically stopped playing six string guitar for for about two years. Um, you know, the, the Les Paul was sitting under the bed, get you know, in the in a in the box, which was getting dusty and. The strat was basically in the wardrobe, um, and then I kind of fell across. Uh, I was going to buy a Telecaster. I thought, no, I really, I'm, you know, I got into Telecasters for a while. I was really, I really liked the shape, and I liked it. And I thought, I really want to buy a Telecaster guitar. So I was looking around, and quite honestly, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a thousand dollars to spend on a second-hand one. I certainly didn't have, you know one and a half thousand or two thousand to spend on an American standard. Telecaster. Um, coffee break. Um, 
And although I, I tried a, a kind of around a $500 Squire, um, it's, it just didn't, it just didn't seem to me. It just, like, I picked, it was nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was, it was fine. It was an excellent guitar. Uh, for 500 bucks, it was, you know, it was perfect. You know? Neck felt great. Bridge felt great. But it just, it lacked something. And whether or not it was just a kind of a generic sound or, what it was, I, I don't know, and I must say to this day, probably one of the best guitars I've ever played was a, a two two humbucker um, Telecaster, uh, the one with the four four pickup, the, the four um, the two tones and the two volumes. You know, um, that was great. I remember playing that up at Maroochydore in um, in Queensland. Uh, and I love that. And I only got to play it for a couple of minutes. And to this day, it's still the, one of the best guitars I've ever played. I just loved it. And I was really surprised that I did love it. Um, <clears throat> you know, but at the time, it was a pointy and it wasn't metal. You know. Whereas now, I've, my tastes are broader. Again, I don't race. So... I stumbled across. Um, I didn't stumble across. I suppose that there was a there was a shop, a kind of an antique store, uh, up here in the Blue Mountains in Hazelbrook, and it was called the <laughs> the Pink Flamingo. Um, a bloke named Bill ran it. Really nice guy. I used to pop in there. I used to pop in a few times a year, and I'd get bits and pieces for cigar box guitars. You know, I'd find doorknobs, or I'd find you know latches, or plates, copper plating, or something like that to put. You know, just to kind of mount, you know, pickups into or whatever. You know, to something quirky and something different and something kind of cool. And and, um, and they're sitting on the wall at the back of the shop was this Telecaster-shaped guitar. And I like immediately recognised it as non-Fender. I immediately recognised it as something that was more than likely, you know, made in Japan or, you know, made in the Far East. Um, and I just got to chatting with him about it and we, and I strummed it and I said, can I plug it into an amplifier? And he said, no. He said, yeah, sorry, I don't actually have an amplifier in the shop. Um, and I said, well, look, I've got to lay by it. I said, what if it doesn't work? He said, look, if it doesn't work, he said, I'll either refund it or re- repair it for you. So, oh, thanks. Um, and the only thing it did need, you know, it took me, probably took me about six weeks to pay it off. It wasn't cheap. Uh, it was actually more expensive than the, than the Telecaster um, that I was looking at at the, at the music shop. But it just, when I, strummed the str- when I strummed the strings, it just sounded alive. Whereas the other one, I strummed it acoustically, it just, it didn't, it sounded like cardboard. Uh, and that was the problem with the with the squire. I've got to say, not that I'm I'm not knocking him. Don't get me wrong. It's, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, you know I'm, a, I'm a fan of all guitars, basically. But just this this guitar, it just it just it sang and it sounded jangly and and it just it was alive and it had some history about it. There was some bumps on it. 
and the, the, the checkering that was coming through the, the, the paint finish and the bumps and the knocks and it just it, it had lived a life before I'd had it and it was still alive you know in my in my hands I could feel it and um, and I thought I've, I've got to have this guitar so I, I lay by it and I paid it off over about six weeks and I and you know and the first thing I did when I took it home I, I, I played it again and the, I could hear a rattle and I thought oh all right cool so and all that was was the truss rod little turn of the truss rod key tightened it up a bit bam fantastic um, I've currently got it set up with um, flat wound strings uh, for slide at the moment um, which to be honest with you I don't like uh, I think I prefer the um, I, I think I prefer the standard electric strings and I like hearing that kind of that grating sound of the slide across the the strings so I think I'll um, I'll ditch the um, the flat wound strings to go back to standard set but but what that did was it set off in me uh, this love of Far Eastern 1960s guitars and um, I know this is the Cigar Box Guitar Builder podcast but you know it, what it did do was it also reignited in me the the wanting to build a um, uh, solid body guitars again um, so over the last few months I've been building a few and in- include it increased the range of guitars that I that I build under Birdwood guitars uh, and in that I've been modeling some shapes on these 1960s era uh, Tesco Tesco uh, and Kawhi you know um, instruments and I haven't looked back. It's just been it's just been amazing. You know, we've sold three of the, three of them in the last few months. Um, all three that have gone have been the dog bowl style guitar. They've actually have got, got the dog bowl, so it's a resonator type of um, type of instrument. But that I think is the leap between building cigar box guitars and electric guitars. Uh, now I know, um, I think it's Ted Crocker in the United States. Uh, if you look up Ted Crocker, I believe Ted Crocker does um, does a range of solid body uh, roots instruments, three and three and four string guitars. Um, probably the easiest thing about building three and even four string guitars is if you're using a strong enough timber. Um, you don't actually have to have a truss rod. Um, there is debate uh, out there that that are, and it's arguable. It's definitely arguable. But there is debate out there about truss rods in necks, and apparently, even Leo Fender originally did not want to use truss rods in his guitars. Uh, whether or not he was just going to use tent. Um, he was going to use tension rods um, or steel rods in the neck or even just leave them without. Uh, I suppose it's up, to, up for conjecture, but it, it, it has been said that he, he had to cave to public demand that actually stated, no, we want to have truss rods in our necks because 
you know, I suppose that was becoming the industry standard for, for steel strings. And although his, uh, you know, his electric guitars, the Telecaster and the Stratocaster, when they came out, were revolutionary in the fact that they were designed to be mass-produced. And, you know, and quite often they were... Um, they were put down as being planks or, you know, I think the saying was, you know, canoe paddle. Um, more fool the critics, hey? Um, but truss rods in necks, it's, it's very interesting. There's a builder in, the, Uni in uh, the United States in New York named Mike Kelly. And if you get a chance to have a look, Carmine Street Guitars, check it out. He's on Instagram. He's on Facebook. One of my absolute favourite builders, and it's for me a bucket list shop. Uh, I, it's one of those stores that I, I, you know, I, I need to see that store. It's, it's one of those shops. It's, it's um, store at the front, workshop at the back, just wall to wall timber, carnage, craziness. Um, there's a. Um, there's a, a girl named Cindy who is the most remarkable guitar builder. Um, she must only be in her 20s. Uh, she works there with Rick in the shop in Carmine Guitars. It's, she, is just, she builds the most amazing instruments. Uh, and she has a fantastic uh, uh, Instagram feed uh, where she just she has snippets of shots inside the store. Um, there's some excellent um, YouTube clips of the shop, um, which are, which are, will give you a really, really, really good insight into you know a, a, a boutique, um, no frills kind. And I don't mean that with disrespect. I mean it's just it's very utilitarian, very it's instruments built for musicians to actually play and not to stick in a cupboard and, and just admire. They're built to be thrown across a stage or thrown in the air or, God forbid, strum a few notes on. Um, it's, it's just one of those wonderful, wonderful, um, you know, rock and roll dreams of mine to maybe see that, see that shop. But Rick builds, I think, the majority of his guitars uh, are made using old Bowery pine, and they're built using very, very, very old growth, 200-odd-year-old uh, pine, which it's settled. Like, if it, hasn't, if it hasn't settled, it's the most procrastinating timber in the world. Like, it's been sitting in buildings, you know, holding up New York skyline, the New York skyline, for, for you know, 150 years, and it was probably 50 or 60 years old before... So the, the timber itself is, incre is incredibly strong, and it is pine, and it's got knots all through it, and it's got character, and it's got, uh, you know, bumps and dings, and, you know, and I mean this with respect. He, he to me, is the cigar box guitar builder of the electric guitar world. You know, he uses and demonstrates and shows all the idiosyncrasies of, of timber and he does it so beautifully um, and uh, to me it's it goes to show that if you've got the right piece of timber you don't need to, to put a, a, a truss rod in a four string neck um, if you're using something like Oregon 
which is a very soft timber, then if you were doing a four string, that I would strongly suggest, yes, you may need to pop a truss rod in that, or even a, you know, even a, a steel bar, you know, just to just to add add tension, you know, tension bar, or whether or not you're going to use. Um, um, whatever <laughs> a piece of metal tubing or something like that I don't know a thick fretboard will do it seriously like if you've, if, if you've got a slightly softer timber for a neck um, if you machine yourself a, a nice thick piece of 8mm um, oak or you know or rosewood if you can get it um for the fretboard, that'll definitely add tension to that neck and keep it and keep it straight for you. Uh, so you don't need to put truss rods in a in, in a in a four string unless you're using a very soft, malleable, bendable um, timber. Lessons learned, you know. Um, I mean, you'll know it straight away. You'll know it straight away. Uh, laminating a neck can also add to its strength. So if you laminate a neck, um, you'll find that um, it'll be more rigid as well, uh, for sure. So anyway, probably the best thing I've done in the last few months was actually build these solid body guitars because they reignited my love of building six-string electrics um, and it, the difference in building uh, a six-string electric guitar and building uh, cigar box guitars uh, there are some differences um, especially when you're building slide guitars you you can be a little bit hit and miss and and I don't mean that in in with disrespect, and I don't certainly don't mean to that it's okay to build a, sh a shoddy instrument. You know, if you're going to sell it, uh, if you're building it for yourself, and that's the kind of thing you're into, then final, you know, all power to you. But if you're going to sell a sell a product to a customer, uh, you better make sure that that thing's that thing's going to work. Um, what I mean is that if you you can be a little bit out, you know, with a cigar box guitar. And you can be, especially with a fretless one, you know, if your bridge isn't quite in the right spot, it's not, that's not the end of the world. You know, it's okay. But I think with, with an electric guitar, if you're building an electric guitar, you, you've got to be very, very, very accurate, you know. And this is also an instrument that isn't going to sell for two or three hundred dollars. You know, with the time and the effort that's going into preparing templates, uh, preparing, um, going through buying hardware uh, because you think, okay, it's, I think it's going to work really well with this. And then when you get the hardware in, you look at it and go, no, that's not going to work. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a big expense. Um, 
starting up a starting up an online business. It's not um, it's not cheap. Um, I think all of the the web providers put out adver- advertisements saying free website, free website. Well, you know, all I'm going to say is buyer beware because it's not free. Um, starting up this new business has been costly. Um, but at the same time, it's uh, it, it's very very rewarding because it's allowing me to um, vent that creative flow. Um, you know, it, so it, it to me is a natural continuation of of, of Birdwood guitars, Birdwood guitars, and um, and Cigarbox guitars, and. Um, Having said that, though, I want to separate the two. Um, I do want to run it as two businesses. I could very well have put the Birdwood Guitars logo on these instruments, but it's not telling the proper story. And I think that's important for a business to have an image, to have a to have a story. Um, and the story, basically, for this new electric guitar business is retro electric guitars, and that's exactly what they are. They're retro electric guitars. They're they're instruments that I've, you know, purchased and I'm in the process of, um, not modifying, but I'm in the process of repairing and bringing back to functionality in some cases, um, which fills me with a lot of pride to know that an instrument that was destined for basically the bin is alive again and has a story about it, um, you know, to the point where uh, one of the one of the instruments has the name Corey, you know, scribbled into the uh, the, the the neck heel uh, plate. Um, now I've got an option if I want to of replacing that, but to me it's a case of why you know it's it's part of the history of the guitar i don't know who cory was i got the guitar from the states um but it's it's great you know and it's so different and jangly and and has its own sound uh you know i I, i'm trying to place the model that's half the fun you know what is this instrument and i just bought an absolutely beautiful book um uh, which was written by uh, a, an expert in uh, Japanese guitars from the 1950s and 60s. And uh, in that book, he goes through the, the creation of all of these different Japanese businesses during the boom of the, uh, of the early, early 1960s uh, through to you know, the decline of um, guitar sales in Japan and I suppose globally as well in the 1970s, which... Um, forced many of these businesses into bankruptcy. It's kind of a sad story, really. It's all of these, um, but out of out of the ashes of all of those businesses came guitar companies such as Yamaha um, and uh, Ibanez, which which started off as companies such as you know such as Tesco and Gaiatone and Kawai. Um, so there are survival stories of, you know, the 1960s guitar boom. 
and it's it's just remarkable to to, to see how many instruments were actually leaving Japan as export um, items uh, over you know over that ten year period, and seeing that that massive spike of seven like seven hundred and fifty thousand guitars in I think it was nineteen sixty four. Um, you know, obviously coinciding with with the Beatles and coinciding with you know the I think the Ventures and and a lot of these bands that were coming through, uh, which were guitar bands. Anyway, I, I've kind of gotten off. I've definitely gotten off the topic of what this podcast was originally going to be about. Um, so I suppose what are the, what are a couple of things that I've spoken about so far? So first things first, you know, the the, the starting up of a new business it is not easy. Uh, it is time consuming. It is costly, um, but it's helped me organise my inventory, and it's helped. It's helping to organise my creative output. So now I can put things out under the under the Birdwood Guitars moniker, and I can also now put things out under the Retro Electric um, brand as well. Both of which are uh, registered business names. Um, company names, so that's yeah, that's it's it's been busy. It's definitely been um, been a very very busy month in in relation to that. Uh, and orders keep coming in for you know for for the cigar box guitars, which is fantastic. It's wonderful. Um, but getting back to the construction side of things, so here we go. So we were talking about truss rods in. Cigar boss guitar necks, not really not necessary. If you're using a strong enough timber uh, and a strong enough fretboard, especially, um, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine, really. Uh, if you laminate the timber, um, that means using maybe three pieces uh, together. You know, um, plane them down, file them to shape. You're going to have no problems at all. You won't need a truss rod in a three or a three or a four four string guitar. Now, I, in all honesty, as well though, like be sensible about it. Um, if you've got a four string electric, that's going to be one extra string worth of tension pulling on that neck, wanting to turn it into a bow. You know, into a bow. Um, so be sensible with the string gauge that you're placing on the, that you're placing on these instruments that don't have truss rods you know I wouldn't be putting a set of you know 12 to 52s on you know uh, uh, on a neck that doesn't have a truss rod and then tightening it up to pitch or above pitch you know let's let's be sensible about this because if you are you you need to be use a bit of common sense when you're stringing up these instruments you know a medium gauge string is more than fine uh, any set that's you know nines uh, to forty twos or tens to forty sixes, that's going to be okay. That's going to be all right. And depending on where you know how you want to tune it, the the majority of people are tuning their guitars to you know to open G, GDG. So you know it's ADG string. But if you want more tension, now this will also depend on the 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 scale length of your neck 
So if you're going to have a 25 and a half inch scale neck, you're going to get a lot more string tension out of a set of 10s, you know, a 10 to 42s, than you are going to if you've made a 24 inch neck or a 23 and a half inch neck. So the, the shorter the scale length, really, the, the heavier the set of strings you're going to need to, to get that up to tension to hold, you know, to, to, to hold a slide, uh, you know, and not set, set the guitar out of tune. Uh, because it is possible to do that, you know. If, if you've got a very loose set of strings on a on a guitar, um, and you're strumming away, and if you're a heavy hand, you can actually set those. You know, you, you get that discordant um, uh, flavour in the in, in the in the notes when you're playing them. If you're playing them too hard, uh, very loose strings are okay for light players, but you get that warble effect, and you'll hear it too. You know, so what you're probably better off, you're probably better off setting it up with an EAD string and tuning a DAD, or even going up to F if you've got a very short, uh, uh, short um, scale length on your neck. Um, so you know, so that's that's kind of the idea behind that. So that's just a little catch up. Anyway, it's it's a short podcast today. Um, shortage 37 minutes is pretty short for me um I'll pop this up uh, just give you a bit of an idea of what's been happening and um you know we'll be back uh, with more with a more organized approach i think to giving you guys some ideas on how to build cigar box guitars um next episode i want to talk about selling cigar box guitars with you uh, I did a recent trip to uh, a trip to Brisbane recently, where I visited a few guitar stores, and uh, I was the experience I had was one that left me uh, wanting to talk about how to sell your instruments. Uh, so until next week, this has been Adam Harris from Birdwood Guitars and the and retro electric guitars now. I'm going to have to get used to saying that. It's a mouthful. And, of course, the Cigar Box Guitar Builder podcast. And thank you again, by the way, for all of these wonderful people who have been joining us on our journey. Um, uh, And really, really appreciate uh, all the people who are signing up for not just the Facebook group, but also uh, signing up uh, on Podbean for the uh, for the podcast and becoming subscribers so big thumbs up guys thank you so much and uh i'm out see ya bye